USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise. Our topic today is going to be a lot of things you may want to know about real estate. How to buy a house, how to sell a house, how to finance a house, how to pay for a real estate brokerage, how to get your house appraised, how to know what's the right pricing for your house, and some very specially important tax rules at the end. So my name is Ray Lance, and with me this morning is Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And also with me this morning, with us this morning, is Susan Matthews, who's a long-term professional real estate broker. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. And uh, boy, what a funny time it is in the market. What a difficult time it is. The good news is that mortgage interest rates seem to be coming down finally after reaching very high levels. But the interesting thing is I have a number of articles from the Wall Street Journal, and I'm looking at an article in October, Three Ways to Pay for a Home if a Traditional Mortgage Isn't on the Table, or Information About Appraisals. But even more importantly, I want to mention very quickly that here's an article from the New York Times that says, talking about real estate, the only certainty right now is uncertainty. And then there's an article called Housing Affordability Sinks. It's more difficult to buy a house. And guess what? These articles are both from July of 2022, more than a year ago. So we've been struggling in the real estate market for some time now, haven't we? Yeah, and Susan, it's good to see you. I'm glad to see you here today. You've got a great smile and a great personality as soon as he mentioned my name you your face you know lit up and you really are a, a welcome addition to our team and always have been you've been working um, uh, sort of as a consultant and uh, helping us out on the USA Realty Group side of things since I've been here and that's been 2004 I became a sales um, agent 2005 I became a broker so you've been here with us uh, at least as a consultant for a long long time yes I have in fact I was here even before you came on board as a, a realtor yeah. helping out. Mm -hmm. So going back to your um, question, Dad, yes, it's an interesting time, to say the least, to think about purchasing uh, a house. It really sort of started with COVID. A lot of people really wanted to get out of apartments and out of you know being uh, in a rental situation, wanted to be on their own. Uh, so the housing market really flourished and it became a real seller's market. There was, um, you know, skyrocketing prices and people outbidding one another. Um, I remember assisting people the second half of 2020 and into 2021 who really wanted to buy a home. And I told them if there was any way that they could wait, I think that it would be a better time to hold off and wait. And they really wanted to. And it was the type of market where, you know, they would look at, six or eight different houses put an offer in on each one each one fifty thousand dollars or more over the asking price and that's what was happening and they still didn't get the house until you know six seven eight offers down the road um, since then there's a lot less inventory and as you said dad interest rates really skyrocketed so it became uh, really difficult to buy a house but in a different way well my assessment is um, that I think we're very much in a housing crisis right now in this country this past weekend, just before we went to um, do this show, there were articles and papers, um, I'm not sure if it was the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal because I read them both recently, talking about in California, they think they have such a housing crisis where people cannot find a place to live or an affordable place to live that they're now actively and aggressively exploring something called uh, I think it's an accessory dwelling unit, ADU they were calling them. And what that means is they're allowing people now who have a house with a garage to go and convert the garage into a dwelling unit to create housing because there's such a shortage of housing 
in the state of California, as well as much of the country. Yeah, in fact, it's interesting because um, a lot of the information that I read is about when they were talking about ADUs, and I couldn't figure out what it was in the beginning, and then I realized that it's very popular in California, mm -hmm. and it you can have the tiniest lot, but if you do have a garage, they're giving you the opportunity to, to turn that into something that, because there's not enough inventory for people that need places to live. Right. It's incredible. And who would have thought of that in the past, but that's the state of affairs currently in this country. I've seen a lot of it even in the town of Dartmouth where I happen to live right now, um, that many, many people have accessory units. They'll have a little apartment out behind their house or you can see from the structure that it's really a two-family when it's really in a one-family zone. There's just a lot of it today because there's just a need for housing. Our population continues to grow. So we want to talk about four main segments today. And as a reminder, uh, this radio show is brought to you on Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We work in many different areas. We do a lot of work in helping people plan ahead for retirement or how to plan to take their retirement benefits, things of that nature. And um, the first segment is going to be focused on buying a house. So what is the best buyer situation right now, would you say, Pete? Cash buyer. Cash buyer, absolutely. Yeah. Um, don't be discouraged if you really do need a home or uh, just want to get into your first home. There are programs out there. Um, and you know maybe you purchase with the high interest rates and then refinance when the rates come down as long as you can afford the monthly payments with the higher interest rates. Um, don't let it discourage you if it's something that you really, really want to do. Um, but no, it's, it is a difficult time. And the best buyer is somebody who has cash. Um, because of the interest rates, even though, as you mentioned, they are coming down. I think you've seen also more and more people who have served in the military service or are presently serving able to get a veteran's loan. And that's something that absolutely should be looked at. This is just an aside, and I apologize, but you're talking about the need for housing. And I just remembered I'd seen an article just the other day. Um, there's places like Portland and I think in Virginia also that are testing out pods, little tiny pods, um, for the homeless um, to give them a place to go if it's really cold. It can hold up to two people um, each pod. And I just Googled it to try to figure out where, which cities it were um, that were that were testing these out. And it's not just Portland and, and Virginia, but Japanese-style pods and brownstones, um, London's first pods for the homeless, German city test sleep pods as shelters. So. Yeah. Well, in Japan, they actually invented something that was almost like um, a pod that you could have them all lined up side by side, even in an airport, where you can rent one of these things, go in, and basically have a bed and a place to go to the bathroom, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. Then that, that are actually pretty popular and common in Japan. Um, you literally, it's like a hotel, but you have nothing except for a bed and a little tiny toilet. Yep. Well, yeah. I, we won't say anything else. Um, now, Armstrong Williams once said the following. Now, one thing I tell everyone is to learn about real estate. Repeat after me. Real estate provides the highest returns, the greatest values, and the least risk. Everybody wants to have a home if they can. And for the most part, that's true. The least risk can be a little bit, um, you know, not necessarily true, but... The greatest amount of American wealth in this country has been born out of real estate. That's no, true. You know, Fortune Magazine um, and Forbes, but I think mostly of Fortune Magazine does the Fortune 500 list, and about half of the fortunes on the Fortune 500 list have been made principally in real estate. So we're not going to really talk about commercial real estate today. We're going to talk about residential real estate because that's everybody's concern. Where can I live? We have the double whammy of increasing population, super inflation uh, that we haven't had for a long time, and just really a need for housing. And with inflation, the cost of materials went up, but real estate prices in general have really gone up dramatically. So if you wanna be a buyer, you have to really do the preparation for it. You also have to be creative. You have to be and creative. If you are, especially first-time home buyers, or even home buyers that are in a lower um, price range, because 
because of the prices and the high mortgage rates, what a lot of people do will move, sometimes young couples move home with their parents and try to save some money. And in addition to that, they try to get their parents to um, help them with sure. a down payment or uh, some something of that you know, with the financing because it really becomes almost a family affair rather than just the couple buying a house. Right. You have to get very creative. So here's two very specific things you can do if you want to be really successful in buying a house. One, you have to have the cash to be able to pay cash. Not a lot of people can do that, but maybe you borrow money from parents. Uh, or if you happen to have something else that you can mortgage and take money out of, you take money. So when you go to present your offer, you can say, I'm a cash buyer. I don't need financing. I don't need a financing clause or financing contingency. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through that with somebody uh, now. And, you know, she's in a very unique position because not many people are buying because they don't want to pay the high interest rates. And she's a cash buyer. So it's that much more appealing to the, the seller of properties to you know accept an offer. There's something else you can do that's really important, and that is get pre-qualified for financing. So that when you go to an open house, for example, you can say, I am a qualified buyer. Here's my commitment letter from the bank saying they've already approved me for X dollars, and I have the rest in cash. I don't need any additional financing. Well, it's not even that. That's now mandatory, in my opinion. Um, that's just in the last two or three years changed since that really crazy buying market back at the end of 2020 into 2021. Um, that became a thing where agents would not even recommend showing an offer and considering it seriously to their client who was selling a property unless somebody had a pre-approval letter. Well, if you were a seller, why would you do that? If you know that somebody could pay cash, that's a top shelf buyer. If you know that they've got pre-financing already approved, that's a good buyer. If they don't have financing and they need financing, you wouldn't want to consider the offer often if you're a seller. But we're going to take a break in just a second here. But I just wanted say. to mention just this really quick statistics um, that uh, you want to talk about why real estate is so important to get into and, and create wealth for yourself and your family. In a 2020 article, the median uh, home price in Massachusetts was $445,000. That was a $45,000 increase from the year before. And now the median home price in Massachusetts is $590,000. Well, let's take our first break of the morning and we'll be right back. And we want to talk about, we've got a nice closing checklist we can provide you for free if you want, if you're interested in buying a house. Stay tuned and we will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. Our topic today is a really important one for almost everybody, and that is buying or selling a house and financing a house. And it's more difficult today than it ever has been. Peter was just saying during the break that our primary business is helping people with their finances and helping people with retirement and financial planning advice and so forth. And uh, But we also have a real estate business here, don't we, Peter? Yeah, we do. And I've been a real estate broker, as I mentioned, when I first was introduced to Susan, I uh, became uh, brokerage licensed in 2005. So we've been doing it for, well, you've been doing it for, how many years have you been doing it? But I've been doing oh, it for... Oh, I've been doing it since the 80s. Yeah. Well, well something I just wanted to mention just to sort of hit home and let this point really sink in, because um, I, I mentioned it very quickly at the end. At the beginning of January of 2020, the median home price in Massachusetts was $394,000 and now it's almost 600. So think about that. Almost $200,000 in less than three years or just over three years, I should say. But I think the trend is downwards. So I just want to make a couple of other very quick points about buying a house. We talked about to be a successful buyer today, you almost have to be a cash buyer, which might mean borrowing money from a relative sometimes too, 
or you have to have pre-approval for financing. What are some of the other things really quickly you need to do as a buyer? You need to have a home inspection, right? Uh, yeah, so again, that crazy home buying period, there were people that were waiving all contingencies. They were just cash, and I don't even want to do a home inspection because they wanted to get approved for their offer, and that's really not recommended. Always, always get a home inspection, even in the crazy market. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot and possibly run into a situation where you've got a major foundation repair you know, needed or um, radon or something else going on that, with the property that you find out later. So things can be really expensive that a home inspector can, can find out for you. So don't waive the home inspection. Always get the home inspected. You might find out things that you didn't plan for that are gonna cost you even more money. Laura Ingalls Wilder, who is the author of Little Home on the Prairie, once said, home is the nicest word there is. I mean, we all have to live somewhere, don't we? So corresponding to home prices going up and being difficult to find a, an affordable house, rents have gone up dramatically and drastically and by major percentages. So a lot of people are looking to see how they can uh, buy a house. And the same reason for that is because housing is in, you know, it's in short supply. So that's why the rents have gone up because the landlords can, you know, justify that and, and get that because everybody's looking for housing of some sort, whether it's to purchase or to rent. Well, you can do valuation. Um, you can even have the house appraised on the buying side if you want to, but that's trickier because people are asking high prices. Let's switch gears and talk about selling a house. Well, really quickly before we switch gears, and sorry to downshift, but um, talking about getting an appraisal, that's sometimes necessary in the office here. Uh, the law firm will require what's called a date of death value, and they'll need to get an appraisal for estate planning purposes. Susan and I have a really good pulse on the market, and every single time an appraisal is needed or just you know chosen to be done by somebody looking to sell their house, Susan and I, when we place a value on a house after looking at the property, we're very close, if not like right in line with what the appraisal comes yeah. in at. It's amazing. I mean, it really is because, and that's one of the important things that people need to remember, especially if they were thinking about, you know, as a for sale by owner, um, is that a lot of people don't properly price their homes. They can either overprice them which then they become stale, staying on the market too long, We've or they that. underprice them. Yep. And then they're not getting the value that they deserve. And it's really important to include a realtor. I know a lot of people say, well, then you don't have to pay a commission, but you get so much more value ha hiring a realtor. And what people don't realize is all the things realtors do behind the scenes. Okay, so your recommendation, first of all, is that if you're thinking about selling your house, hire a realtor get a realtor involved. Now recently there was something in the news about a class action lawsuit that was brought against the Realtor Association. And there was a judgment of, like, I think it was like $1.8 billion. It was a really high judgment. And that's unfortunate because I've always had the impression that commissions that are being paid are not overpriced. You know, Typically they're around 6%, sometimes it'll be a little less. Probably the higher the house value is, you might pay a little less. You can negotiate that sometime. Yeah, and that commission is usually um, shared in some way with somebody else, so that way both parties are working to help each other get the property sold and get it off market. But as you mentioned, Susan, which I think is really important, if you try to sell a property yourself, you might run into some real headaches for yourself down the road and might end up, as I said before about something else, shooting yourself in the foot. Well, let's talk about what some of the benefits are of hiring a realtor. Well. I was just gonna say that um, a realtor does so much that the general homeowner doesn't even really understand. I mean, they do a lot of behind the scenes kinds of things, whether it comes to suggestions about staging, the photography, just hiring a realtor gives the property so much more exposure because realtors belong to um, the, the National Association of Realtors and we also have the multiple listing service. Okay, what's multiple listing service? Explain that. Well, the multiple listing service is a service that's provided to the realtors to um, input their property information in a database so that the entire state that they're living in um, has access to the information, all the realtors over the state. And then... That happens fairly immediately too, doesn't it? 
I'm sorry? Doesn't yes. that happen fairly immediately? Oh, that happens, yes. Don't you it have happens to? within 24 hours of signing a listing contract. And then... Let me, let me, just, let me just interrupt you one sure. second. So in other words, when you sign a contract with a realtor to sell your home, they are required by multiple listing service to put it online within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. You can't do that if you're trying to sell your own home. Well, that's true. I mean, you can pay a fee and belong if you're a non-realtor, but first of all, the fees are much higher and you don't have the same understanding of the of the situation and it gives the property multiple listing service gives the property not only the exposure to all the other realtors but there are partners that have joined with MLS um, that like uh, realtor.com and all of the other advertising capacities that are now in partnership with MLS so once you post your listing on this website it goes out to like 25 in massachusetts anyway it goes out to like 25 other websites and once it goes up on mls doesn't it either flash or indicate that it's a new listing in some respect oh yeah it comes up as a new listing for a couple of days and it's something that the realtors check on a daily basis so they all want to know what's out on the market immediately because they probably have a list of clients that are looking for something that is just come up for sale. Well, with that being said, there's also a whole another reason that that sort of alludes to, which is I know personally of a ton of buyers who are uh, simply looking for homes to flip, that are homes that are in distress, that need some major repairs, major upgrades. I have a whole list of contractors and uh, real estate investors who every time I see one of those properties come on the market through you know our office and, and a client wanting to sell their distressed property, I reach out to and I say, listen, this home's coming on the market. You may want to take a look at it. Um, same thing with um, if I'm searching for a home for someone um, or selling a home for someone, I can reach out to all of my contacts that are in the same industry and say, hey, listen, um, I've got uh, this person looking for this property. I've got this person selling this property and it adds that much more exposure. So I want to say something real quickly because we're gonna we've got so much to talk about. We're absolutely gonna run out of time to talk about everything we want to talk about. I want to remind everybody we have something called a closing checklist, and that's when your property is already under agreement. But here's some of the things a realtor would take care of. For example, they'd want to make sure that the, a proper offer was signed and properly accepted. They would want to make sure, as a follow-up, that there was a purchase and sale done. There would be a copy of a deed. Home inspection issues would have to be taken care of, any contingencies, possibly a Title V septic inspection might have to get done. Um, that's required sometimes when you transfer the houses. Um, is there gonna be a smoke detector? You have to have a smoke detector certificate obtained. Unless it's a cash sale, especially with a, a flipped property. But that's an important thing to mention, Dad, is, is it, when things come up with the home inspection, and they always do, not only the, the purchase price or sale price, depending on which side I'm on, but I'm really good at negotiating and getting the best price for my client, um, whether they are the buyer or the seller. And then also when the home inspection happens and something comes up, negotiating, you know, who's going to take care of this repair? What are we going to do about the price? Um, there's another important thing that you mentioned, the smoke detectors. Smoke detectors laws change all the time. If you don't have the proper smoke detectors installed, you will not get your smoke certificate. You cannot close without that. And it's a requirement of law. But let me just finish a couple of quick items on this closing checklist. And as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking a little faster than we normally do. If there's an oil tank, you need to get the oil tank red, adjust for that. You need to have final water bills if you've got water. Um, you need to update MLS, multiple listing service, when it's listed for sale, when, when the sale actually takes place. You have to change utilities, so there's lots of jobs to be done. There's I've one, I think, one of the most important um, factors is contingency dates. And if you are a for sale by owner, you may not understand that a buyer needs to do certain things by certain dates and a realtor keeps track of all of those things so if there's a home inspection contingency it must be taken care of by a certain date because all of those dates are to be enforced to protect both buyer and seller but especially um, the sellers because if not people can walk away from a deal. And the last thing I'll say on that is, is to add on is that um, those dates can often change and if you're not up to date on them and getting extensions agreed upon by both parties, the deal can be dead and leave somebody with a massive deposit that now is in the pocket of somebody else's 
and or the, even a lawsuit or even a lawsuit so the last thing i'll mention is you just said that well i was adding on to susan and then i had this last thing the uh, the, the final thing on the the selling side of things that a, an agent can help you with is recommending what to do or what not to do in terms of setting up the the home to make it sell faster painting a front door might be useful but other people will say gee i really want to replace this flooring before i put it on the market and i'll say i don't recommend that because somebody else may want hardwood somebody else may want carpet let them make the decision all right sticking to the fact that we're running out of time here i want to just say and i'm going to ask susan a question how do you decide when you're representing a seller how to price the house what steps do you go through do you do the comparative market analysis, for example, what does that mean? Well, it just means that you go through, wherever the property is located, you go through the um, houses that have that are active on the market, that are under agreement, and that have sold within a six-month time frame within a certain radius of that house. You try to keep the radius within a couple of miles. Sometimes you're not able to, but generally, if there's enough inventory, Okay, and as a realtor, we can do that. Yes. Okay, so whether you're representing, um, whether you're in, in need of buying a house or selling a house, uh, USA Realty can help you do that here. Give a call to 508-998-8858. They'd be happy to sell, tell you. When we come back after this break, I want to come back very briefly again to the pricing because it's not just a market analysis. It's looking at the assessed value of the house. And then maybe in some cases you want to actually hire an appraiser and get the house appraised. So we'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more to tell you about. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group, helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508 998 8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. And we're talking today about real estate, and there's so much to talk about. I think it's sort of like the American dream, Susan, to want to own your own property, isn't it? Absolutely. And not have to pay rent to somebody else. Alexander Chase once said, A man's home is his wife's castle. Sort of like that. And then, but I like Robert Frost better. Robert Frost once said, home is the place where when you have to go there, they have to take you in. <laughs> that's good. That's true. I got a better Not one. Not necessarily. After. Well, in any event, we're talking about real estate. We've been talking a little bit about buying a house. Um, we have helped, and you have helped recently, Peter, uh, structure the price offer that somebody made for a house, right? And you just recently had the home inspection because that property is now under agreement. Yes, it is. Um, and that, uh, that was a cash buyer. Um, so she was in a really good position to be able to do that. As I mentioned, sort of halfway through the second segment, Susan and I have a really good pulse on the market um, and have a very good idea of what properties are worth. And we assist people in letting them know, listen, you have a little bit of an overinflated sense of value of your property. If you sell it for, you know, if you list it, I should say, for $100,000 over what we think it's really worth, um, it's going to sit in language on the market. And then people are going to wonder why it's sitting on the market. So even if you reduce it, it may really impact negatively the selling your property. Um, but also, I've been helping clients, including a friend of yours. His name is uh, first name is Clay. You know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a small vacation property in Wareham. It was a little cottage near the ocean, and he had a uh, sort of a comparative market analysis, a CMA, from a, a agent down there who said, "I think that it should sell for this amount of money." He was all set to go with them until he remembered that you and I did real estate. And I said, Clay, I think that it should sell for, you know, around fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 more. And um, I listed it for that, and it sold for that price. So got him about $60,000 more. And I had that experience once up in Maine. We have a friend who owns a cottage on a lake up in Maine, and he had some extra land right next door to it. And he was talking to me about it and saying that the town is proposing a new bylaw where they're going to combine this into the one lot. And I showed him how to take the lot and put it into a separate entity. We created a little special trust for him to do that. So it didn't merge into the main lot that had the house on it. 
And six months later, he sold the house for a quarter of a million dollars. And he would have lost that if I hadn't given him the advice on how to do that. Yeah, and you've got other um, real estate, you know, development ideas and and, um, uh, deals under your belt for a long time. So you can sometimes come up with creative ways to maybe subdivide and sell lots and make even more money. Um, But the bottom line is, I don't know if this person, um, this other agent was just trying to get a really quick sale and you know earn some quick money or if you just didn't really understand you know valuation of property better but we've been very good at giving people very good recommendations on what to list a property at Absolutely. well if you think of it between uh you and me peter and susan and Addie and all of our many years experience we we easily have over a hundred years of experience more than that between the three of us in doing this this kind of stuff yeah, we had a woman who wanted to sell her property. It was two bedroom, and we came up with an idea to get this new septic system designed for a three bedroom to make it more, you know, appealing. Because not many people want two bedrooms; they want a minimum of three. So we had a approved septic design for a three bedroom. It made it more marketable and more valuable. Um, so let's come back to the pricing question one more time on how to set the price. So we talked about having the comparative market analysis, which is called a CMA. And that's when you go and see what's listed, what's sold recently all in the same geographic area. Not only geographic area, but you try to stay within the same basic floor plan style. So if you're looking to sell a three bedroom, two bath home, you try to compare it to Mm -hmm. other three bedroom, two bath homes and in the area with a similar style. And then you then once you come up with your information, that's when you start to fine tune it. You look at the condition of the home. You look at whatever improvements have been made mm-hmm. or not made, and what um, the land value. And you put all those factors together, and then come up with an appropriate price for the property. That um, and it may be a little bit inflated, but that gives the the seller some negotiating room if they need to do that. Yep. And it's really important. Pricing is one of the most important things you can do because if a realtor overprices a property or if a homeowner for sale by owner overprices a property, as Pete said earlier, the property will stay on the market too long, it becomes stale, and that's what people remember, and they will want to know why it didn't sell and what was wrong with it, even if nothing was wrong with it. Yep. Well, just to complete the sort of pricing triangle, the other thing that I've been doing the last few years, especially with the... Uh, highly inflated real estate market is I've been telling people spend three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars if you need to, and bring in a professional appraiser and get the house appraised. So yes, do the comparative market analysis. Yes, look at some of the online searches like Zillow, which are they're sort of generalizations; they're not totally accurate, and find out what some of the online sites say. But then have an appraiser come in and appraise it. But you want to get somebody whose only job really is doing the appraisal work. You don't want somebody who's combined. Uh, you don't agree with that, Pete? I don't. I never have. And we, we have this discussion all the time. I've, I've, I've been mentioning all along that Susan and I have such a good idea of what the values are of properties and where, when an appraisal is actually required because of a date of death value for estate planning purposes, we are always spot on with what we think the property is worth versus what the appraisal comes in at. So I've always said I don't recommend a client spend the money um, on even though it's only three or $400 um, unless they need to for estate planning purposes. Okay, so let me just say that I recommend the opposite. I do recommend that an appraisal be done And then I look at the market analysis, the appraisal, the assessed value, the online, and then bring it together as a number. So let's just say, assume you say, well, the house ought to be worth X dollars. What do you then set for an asking price, Susan? It depends on what market it is. Exactly, I mean, that is really, it depends on the location more than anything else. Um, If you're near the water, not near the water, if you're in the north side of town, south side of town, because different parts of town are more desirable than others and that will dictate the price sometimes and I know in Westport for example um, it used to be a standard situation if you were south of 177 you could expect 
higher prices than north of 177 and if you were at Westport Harbor you always added $100,000 to the price that you would normally think the house would sell for because that's generally what they would sell for. So that's a good point. That's well taken. So you would see what area you're in. The reason I said the what the market currently is is because the second half of 2020 into, you know, the end of 2021 and beginning of 2022, as I said, everybody was going way above the asking price in their bids and their offers. And people were saying highest and best by Sunday at noon. And you know, they'd get 12 offers in before Sunday at noon and all of them were way over the asking price. So we had a bunch of properties back then, Susan, and we knew what they were worth. And we would say, well, let's list this one at 50,000 over. Let's list this one at 75,000 over, depending on where it was and everything. And we were getting those prices and more. Yeah. Well, the market's changing a little bit, I think. And I'm not sure what your perception is either of you, but. No, so that's why I said it depends on what type of market we're in. So now you list the property for what it's worth because it's not that type of market anymore. So I want to remind you, you're listening to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday by USA Wealth Group. You can reach us at 508-998-8858. We've got a lot of information to share with you. And we have a really experienced team of people, not only the law firm doing estate planning and and all kinds of uh, documents of that nature, Medicaid planning for nursing home protection. On the financial side, USA Wealth Group, we do um, retirement planning and financial assistance. And Peter, you do securities work as well. Um, we've got the uh, Lance Family Insurance Agency that does work in helping people do uh, insurance quotes on their houses and cars and so forth. And they do a great job in saving money. And then we have the real estate company. So we've got a lot of people here with a lot of expertise that can help you in many ways. And Susan, you said location, you know, that's in the area. What's the old adage of location, location, location? And it's so true. I mean, homes that are, you know, mansions here that sell for two, three million dollars, you can probably get in parts of Tennessee or, you know, North Carolina or whatever for six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars The property I'm helping a client buy, it's in a sonnet. It's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. A contemporary house with huge vaulted ceilings, tons of, you know, custom touches. Um, listed for um, around 900 it would easily be listed for you know 1.3 1.4 if it was in Dartmouth so just location is important you know very recently we had a a very important passing um, in this country Rosalind Carter just died recently Uh, the the, uh, uh, wife of Jimmy Carter President Jimmy Carter I always admired her a lot she was always a terrific person and she once said there is nothing more important than a good, safe, secure home. I thought that was a nice quotation from her. Absolutely. Then there's Rodney Dangerfield that we'll save for just another minute here, Susan, (laughs) as we get close to this uh, end of our session. But buying a house, selling a house, get professional advice. That's the number one thing we would say today. Don't assume that your neighbor's house sold for X dollars that your house is gonna sell for Y dollars or X dollars. Don't assume. Um, we should talk very briefly too about what kind of money do you spend on fixing up your house? You know, do you put a new roof on? Do you put a new septic system in? If you can afford it, makes it more saleable. If you do some of those things, well, if you have to have a new septic system because it failed Title Five, then yeah, you need to do it uh, either before you list it and make it you know easier and more marketable. Um, but if you don't have the money, maybe then it's very easy to just have the proceeds pay for the. Um, septic installation uh, after the fact and that's done very probably more often than than the former and those rules are very much in flux these days also for a while they were talking about having to do nitrogen systems which are going to cost like seventy five eighty thousand dollars to do a septic system Uh, they've backed off from those rules significantly the uh, governor of Massachusetts recently has proposed or supported at least legislation that will allow People who sell their houses or will require people who sell houses for more than a million dollars to have to pay an additional 2% tax on the excess over the million dollars. Yeah, we talked about that before. That would be something that cities and towns would independently adopt, but it's another way to tax the rich, I guess. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show, 
or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen. We're so pleased you could join us this morning. There's so much to talk about. I want to remind everybody that if you didn't have a chance to hear the entire show, there's other ways you can do that. You can do that by visiting the websites at usawealthgroup.com, and you can listen to the shows which we always put up on our website. But it's complicated, isn't it, Pete? It is, which is why you know we always recommend that you use um, somebody with experience. And um, again, Dad, you've been a broker for a very long time. I've been a broker since 2005. Um, Attorney Tenny Lance is a broker. Um, so we've got a lot of collective knowledge here. We've helped a lot of people buying and selling. Um, and then the law firm can actually close the real estate deal as well. And a lot of things happening. I have a client right now, for example, who they sold a property and didn't realize it was in another piece of land next to the property they sold, and they have some ownership stakes in it, and now it's a controversial thing because somebody didn't search a title correctly when it was done, and now they're looking at having to probate estates for people who died generations ago in order to clear up the title to that. My first piece of advice was, why don't you put on an affidavit of adverse possession on the property? Uh, at least you'll claim title through that way. And then it's a sort of an ancillary piece of the main house and just pass title along with a release date, all my right title and interest, whatever I own. You don't warrant the title to it. So there's a lot of things you can do of that nature. And again, we've got the experience and the knowledge to help you. Um, Give us a call. We can we can certainly help you buy or sell property. Um, we have experience with commercial property as well, real estate development. Good point. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention is a lot of what we do is helping uh, children with their parents' homes, moving parents into a nursing home. Maybe one parent's parent has passed away and the other one's moving into a nursing home. Or, bottom line is we do a lot of estate planning and you know with the law firm on the other end and helping with estate sales on the real estate side of things including a big part of what we do is helping um, to get a crew together to uh, do an estate sale and sell anything that people don't, don't want to keep for themselves or sell for themselves. And even clean out too. And then after the estate sale, uh, do a clean out and a donation of anything else that remains, including you know setting up the dumpster rental and having the crew go in there and clean everything out, including vacuuming and cleaning the home so it's more presentable depending on what type of property it is. So we do really um, you know a lot uh, to help people out when they are maybe in a situation where they're already overwhelmed with um, a funeral or a nursing home for a loved one. Well, I just want to remind uh, you and maybe our listeners too that my first job out of law school uh, many, many years ago is I worked for a real estate firm in New Bedford, uh, Prescott, Bull and McLeod, and I did five closings a day, five days a week, and in between time I searched titles. I learned a lot about real estate. And since that time, um, I've probably done close to $700 million worth of development projects like multifamily housing as well as single family housing. So yeah, we, we have between us, like I said, well over 100 years of experience in zoning, subdividing. Should you sell off the entire piece of land if it's four acres and you can carve yourself out an extra lot that's a separately sellable piece of land maybe? Lots of things you can do. Also, too, um, we have the experience to be able to recommend other professionals that, for example, if you're doing a, you know, if you have to upgrade your Title V or whatever, there um, are people that can, we can come in and solve some problems. Right. Yeah, we have a long list of people to help. Um, you know, we'll give you a list of different um Title V septic system design people and, and installation people. Uh, we know a bunch of different contractors that can help with any repair work that we might recommend get done. As I mentioned earlier, um, you know, we have to look at what is it worth for you to put money into a property to get the money back? What's your return on investment? So sometimes somebody will say, gee, I really want to redo my kitchen before I sell it. No, that's not recommended. Um, you're not going to get the money back. And the reason is for that, if I could just embellish, is maybe you like black granite countertops 
And maybe the person wanting to buy the house says, oh, I've always wanted a white countertops. <laughs> and I run into that all the time. Yeah, you see it all the time. That's probably the last place to put money into a house necessarily. If you've got a chipped, you know, really not very nice looking front door, you know, have somebody scrape and paint that. And, you know, if you've got some stuff that's very visible to the eye that's in disrepair or just looks ugly, that's something I might recommend that you take care of. But not ripping out flooring and putting in hardwood or, you know, ripping out hardwood and putting in carpet. I've seen and heard it all. Unless you're doing a total remodel. Well, also, too, you have to take into consideration if you have a buyer getting an FHA um, loan. Some of the things that, you know, need to be done on the exterior, if there's any peeling and peeling paint or, you know, those kinds of things that a loan like that would um, have to have all those upgrades done, but they're not major. It's just, you know, you gotta make sure that certain things are fine-tuned. Being a broker for almost 20 years, I've, you're just bringing back some memories. I've gone out to uh, homes before with a scraper and a paint can and a brush to scrape windowsills that you know took me 10 minutes to do and slap on a coat of paint because it didn't meet FHA standards when the FHA inspector went out there. And so, you know, just something silly like that that I'll go out of my way to help a client. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I had a client not too far up the street who was selling his single family home and he had a nice kitchen with a slider. When you opened the slider, it went nowhere because they had never built the steps or a little deck to get down. Guess what? Didn't pass the FHA inspection. He had to build a deck before he could sell it. Yeah. No. So <laughs> FHA has you know some standards, that, and that's a good point, Susan. That we know what will pass and what will not pass for FHA, and and um, VA loans can be even trickier sometimes. So we know what will pass and what will not pass with a FHA inspection yeah. or a VA inspection. And if you take care of those things right up front, then you don't have an issue when a buyer comes in with that kind of a loan. So Susan, I promised you Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. <laughs> and he once said, a girl phoned me the other day and said come on over, there's nobody home. I went over, nobody was home. <laughs> that's one of his cleaner jokes. <laughs> some of the Rodney other ones, I don't know, maybe we ought to look for some other Rodney Dangerfield quotations. <laughs> so anyway, you know, our original plan this morning was to talk about four distinct things, buying a house, selling a house, how to price it, uh, financing. We haven't talked much about financing. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to have a last segment on tax rules, but there's so much to talk about. We're going to do a whole separate show we've decided during a break and talk about inspections, appraisals, and taxes. Before we do that, however, before we continue and talk a little bit about financing, I have to give Susan one more Rodney Dangerfield uh, <laughs> bit of wisdom. Rodney Dangerfield once said, my wife wants sex in the back of the car and she wants me to drive. <laughs> Susan, Susan has a great laugh. <laughs> Let's talk about financing. How do you finance a house if you got to pay for a house? You go to a bank and apply for financing, right? That means you have to have good credit, first of all. So work on your credit rating. Uh, we've got information we can share with you on how to improve your credit. Most important thing, pay your bills on time. <coughs> Pay everything on time. That's the number one thing you can do to improve your credit. And we've done shows entirely on how to improve your credit before, so it's a good opportunity to mention, listen to the older shows online. You can listen to them on our website or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Uh, you will find our shows on there. We've been doing this for 13 years now, almost. <laughs> um, who's counting? But anyways, um, no, that's a, a good point. And uh, the whole housing bubble and you know economy failure at the end of 2007 into the beginning of 2009 was because at the time lenders were giving everybody and their mother a loan, so you didn't really need great credit back then. And I remember clearly 2005, 2006, going to closings where people were getting 103% loans, and what that means is they were not putting a nickel down, but getting 3% back at closing. And that just struck me as something's very wrong with this all the way back then. And it, of course, was. And that's why we had the economy crisis back then. You know, we did mention that we're going to talk about uh, taxes at another time. But there's so much to talk about in terms of capital gain exclusion. There's talk in terms of do you have to pay capital gains? Can you deduct your mortgage interest? What happens if you move out of your house and rent it for a while? Can you still sell it and claim capital gain exclusion? How long do you have to live in the home before you can you know, flip it 
so there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about in the next show, and we will have to have a, a second show. Um, one thing that's important with what you're talking about, Dad, is make sure that you document and keep receipts um, if you're doing upgrades, especially large upgrades, um, because it will increase your cost basis for capital gains purposes. Yep, it will. And I will tell you that one of the most enjoyable things that I've done over the years is to uh, work in the area of real estate. It's fun, it's interesting, you get to meet some nice people. If you're doing it personally yourself, you get to make money. Um, here's, a, here's a small tip to think about. If you're gonna sell a house because maybe it's too small for you now and you're gonna buy another bigger house perhaps, why don't you think maybe about can you afford to buy the bigger house, the newer house, and still keep the older house? Because if you do that, by the time you get older and you get closer to retirement and so forth, now you've got two houses, or three houses, or four houses. And also, too, sometimes for a first-time home buyer, getting a duplex or a, a multifamily makes a lot of sense because yep. they may want to rent out the other apartments and down the road they may have the need to bring family in, whether it's an in-law situation. Right. So there's many, many things to think about. We're going to do another show just talking about the tax aspects of this and getting the houses appraised and setting the right valuation and so forth. But we very much appreciate having you here, Susan, this morning, Susan Matthews. And uh, Pete, it's good to be able to talk about our own experiences as well in doing this. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We're here to help you. We're here to answer your questions. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the radio. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. This radio show is a paid placement.